Welcome to the first episode of the co-hosted <laughs> Fuel on the Fire, where we're going to just talk about some things that are making us mad in the NFL <laughs> currently. Could be the entire NFL. Yeah, we could probably the, have an entire episode. We're going to try and keep these to 30 minutes, but we could probably have an entire episode about pass interference. Oh, my gosh. But I'm going to start with this. Okay. The Jets challenged and won a pass interference call <laughs> yesterday versus the Redskins. Since week three, coaches are two for 41. That's insane. 4.9% successful challenged calls. Yep. And they've obviously flipped it because before week three, there was reversals like every other challenge. Yes. And it was like, okay, that's not what this was intended for. So I'm actually okay with that. But I don't know. Challenging penalties, still something wrong with that in my head. I just I just want them to get it right, and if it's blatant, say, whoa, 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 sorry. We have to look at this again. Was there not a blatant one this week with DeAndre Hopkins? Yes, it was. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it wasn't like he wasn't mugging him, but he was holding him yeah. while the ball was in the air, and he reached up in there before the ball got there, and it – I guess when I when I'm saying blatant, I'm saying you're talking New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints blatant. completely. Anybody <laughs> that doesn't even know anything about football understands that that should have been called a penalty. It is insane how I mean it just feels like they're doing this on purpose because they didn't want to do it in the first place. Like if we do this, they're going to want to get rid of being able to challenge these calls, and then they'll get rid of it. We don't have to do it. But Al Riveron, either he needs to say, yes, we don't want to have this, we never wanted this, or he's got to go because he's the one making the final decision on all these calls. And how can you have that few calls reversed when all of those calls could have gone either way and a lot of them could have really been changed? Yeah, it's it's interesting for me, but I just don't particularly care for challenging penalties at, at the, in the first place. I just kind of want that to be up to somebody up in the booth or right straight to New York, like they kind of do to with the uh, uh, MLB. It's, a, a, it's right. still a challenge, but I just kind of want it to just be that that's ridiculous. We have to take a look at that. I don't penal, penalties like you would never challenge a penalty in any other sport it seems like it just goes over the line i think the only thing that gets challenged in another sport in that same type of manner is technical fouls in basketball or some kind of foul was that on purpose that's a technical one or a technical two should he be ejected that kind of thing i i don't know i'm tired of it but there are at least 25 percent of those if if it were at the twenty twenty five percent mark, I don't think we'd be talking about this right now. No, 
because there would have been a few that got changed. And we'd then, be like, okay, yeah, that was right. All right, I've, I can just see. do it. Do it. That's you, fine. Know, you, know, I, you probably don't have this on this on your list, but you know what? I'm really sick of seeing, mm-hmm. and we've discussed this to death mm-hmm. in the past. I'm really sick of seeing fumbles. When you're going towards your end zone and then you fumble it, it goes out of the end zone, and, and that is now you lose the that ball, is now period. the other team's ball, and they get twenty yard or twenty five. I don't even know what it is. It's twenty, and it's okay. just to kickoffs is twenty five. Okay, so. And so it's like you were you made it all the way down to your goal to well the other team's goal yeah to get a touchdown. You fumble it, it goes out of bounds. Nobody recovers it, but. For some reason, yeah. the other team gets. I can't any stand other the part role. of the field. Any you other part, keep you keep possession. I mean, it goes back to the spot you fumbled. Even. Right. So why I, is this different? I don't understand that, and I don't. I hate the rule, and it needs to be changed. Yes, it needs to be changed big time. So before we talk about something else, there apparently Vic Fangio uh, had his opinion stated, <laughs> um, or just maybe something he had heard. He uh, he said, "quote." I had another head coach tell me that he had a touchdown scored against him, and he thought there was OPI, offensive and pass right. interference. They didn't review it at all. The league agreed with him that it was OPI. He called the officiating department to ask them, and they told him they were told not to overturn those. That's unacceptable. Yeah. If you want to challenge something, it should be reviewed and reviewed properly. If it's OPI, you need to say... That's offensive pass interference. The ball needs to go back to whatever yard on whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because that's an, if you're going to challenge penalties, you have to challenge all of them. It, all of them. And you have to be able to reverse it if it is reversible. Yeah. And there's no reason to say, no, we cannot reverse it. Right. We will not reverse it. I think there should be something different. There should be somebody watching these that says, hey, I want to stop this and look at it. Not the coaches get to challenge it. Like, I think there was something blatant here. Give me 30 seconds to look at this before we snap the next play so that I can make, okay, maybe we need another two minutes to really look at it. And if I don't see anything too blatant in these 30 seconds, we just move on with our lives. The coaches don't have to challenge. Yeah. Al Riveron can't be biased because it seems like he is, especially yeah. if this is true, that what Vic Fangio said. like That can't happen. We can't have right. the, the referees and Al Riveron just doing whatever the hell they feel like <laughs> and letting games be decided because coaches are now losing challenges or they're not challenging because they just think they're going to lose. Do you think that since challenging reviews have been put into place in the NFL, like way back in the day when the referee went into the big booth and he was looking oh, yeah. and he was sitting there for five, ten minutes <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out what this was, do you think that it has improved since or do you think it is just as bad? No, it's definitely improved because we have so many more angles and we have oh, easier yes, ways to, you know, look at things. But I think as far as complaining whether or not the call is correct, regardless of when it's reviewed or who reviews it, is still the same. Right. And that makes me feel like, why review it? Get rid of reviews. Yeah. Just stick with what the call is on the field. Yes, you're going to be ticked off. 
there, when it's not for you, and it's completely obvious. But there has been a lot of completely obvious ones that did need to get returned. The touchdown for there Dallas Goddard in the Eagles game against the Patriots this week yes. was absolutely ridiculous. They called it a fumble in the end zone, mm-hmm. and the Patriots recovered, and I was like, I'm watching this in real time from a TV screen (laughs) and the guy's like, you know, three inches on my TV screen. And I could tell that he had caught it and crossed the goal line. Yeah. It was just like Zachers in the Super Bowl. And I was like this, I mean, it wasn't exactly the same, but I was screaming at my TV. It was me and my six year old. And she's like, what's wrong, dad? I'm like (laughs) they're idiots. And I think of it differently. And this goes back to the fumbling out of the end zone. Three years ago when the Jets had that one, he never lost possession of the ball. Right. And they still called it a touchback and gave the ball to the Patriots. That was initially called a touchdown. Yeah. But when they reviewed it, because of it became re- because of review. That, to me, is a touchdown no matter what. And you shouldn't be able to review that and say, that goes to the other team now. Yeah. Especially since the ball never hit the ground. That one, to me, is the worst call I've ever seen. I don't care I what think- somebody says touchdowns on the field should stay touchdowns on the field unless the coaches challenge the coaches challenge it that's yeah. okay I, I honestly there should just be coaches challenges if we're going to just do challenges make it on the team or completely get rid of ch- coaches challenges and make everything reviewed yeah i mean everything should be reviewable at this point or nothing's reviewable oh which my goodness. i would think about this <laughs> when you know this is just a coincidence i'm sure but when we started having reviews. It seems like the NFL has gotten gotten softer and softer and oh, softer and softer. So and I'm not softer. saying it's the start of the reviews that have gotten the NFL to be softer, but it just so happens to coincide with that. And I think we're talking about reviews. We're talking about players not being able to hit hard or hit the quarterback at all or use the crown of their helmet, all that stuff, or use a helmet as a weapon <laughs> that that we might one's get to a, that in a minute yeah <laughs> but yeah it just seems it just seems like the nfl has gotten a little too the product ridiculous. on the field is not what, what it, it used, it used to, be. to be yes now granted the the league itself has moved from if you don't have a great offensive line and a great running back you're not going to get to the super bowl basically to now it's just, well, we pass 65% of the time. Yeah, yep. And if you don't have a great quarterback, you're probably not going to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see a team completely say, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to have uh, Curtis Martin run the ball 90% of the time. Well, yeah, it wasn't 90%. Not but quite. <laughs> we never got the Super Bowl either, but oh, that's no. besides the point. Yeah, but there really is no team in the league that you can look at and be like, huh, they are winning because of their run game. I mean, no, not maybe really. Maybe the Vikings well, would be something, but they do throw the ball fairly well, well as well. This has been great the He's last been great, month yeah. and a half. Yeah. And that's, that's, but that could have been because Delvin Cook was so good that it's, now they're selling out when to you're stop planning, him. When you're planning to stop one thing and then the other thing is still halfway decent, it's hard to stop both. Yes. So. Um, well, it. I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> uh, we were talking about pass interference. Yes. 
Uh, DeAndre Hopkins came out and said, "Yeah, that was, that was a bad one. He, if that's not pass interference, oh, yeah. something has to change, or Al Riverrun has to go. Hmm. One of the things, and I just wanted to make a remark about that Texans game. Okay, the Texans lost forty-one to seven. That was pretty ridiculous. The Ravens look legit. They're Lamar the only Jackson. team so far to beat the Patriots, and." Yeah. If the Patriots can lose one more game, then the Ravens are yeah. the number one seed. Yep. Now, that 41-7 to loss was the first time Deshaun Watson lost by more than 14 football po- points in his career. That's insane. Including college and high school. That's insane. So, I don't know if that says something about him being able to keep up, or does it say something about the defenses he's had being able to keep everything close? I mean, that's, well, you, you don't have your best defensive player. And but the problem is, is he hasn't been on the field in J.J. Watt. He's yeah. hardly ever healthy anymore. Yes. So uh, losing him and some of the other guys that they've lost just does not bode well for a defense to be good, especially against a team like Lamar Jackson. Right. That, 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 he's the team. Without him, I don't think they're as nearly as successful. Oh, come on. RG3 can do what he's doing. He can do some of the things he can do, <laughs> but not the way he can do it. I, Lamar, or RG3 can run the ball. I've never seen RG3 do what Lamar Jackson did what two weeks ago. I've, that, I, I've never seen that, period. No, he had another like 39-yard run this yeah, week I mean, that was just, breaking tackles it's and just spinning the guy, away. The and... guy's insane. Although I did see something about uh, – this ha- like somebody said, this happens all the time. Uh, you get a running quarterback, you don't know how to stop him, and then the next year he's not good. Yeah, and that's happened quite a few times. Quite a few yeah. times. Uh, and we were wondering last season when he finally got in uh, as the yeah. starting quarterback because his accuracy was not good last year. He is year. there. He's there right now. He is. His accuracy is darn near perfect. It's it's not bad. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I saw somebody tweet out something about, oh, well, see, there you go, Lamar Jackson. In, like, the first quarter, he'd missed a few passes, and he was very inaccurate. And then he proceeded for the rest of the game to have, like, a 131 passer rating. Yeah, so, it's amazing. I, I don't know if he great. saw the tweet and was like, hmm, I'm going to prove this guy wrong. Like, or What's that? <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Enough of this. Um, Yeah. Hmm. And now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. Well, <sighs> since it's mostly not fantasy related, we're moving the Twat over to <laughs> Fuel on the Fire. Yes, you have to. And it's not really Troubles per se, yeah, it's just but he had his interview last week with NFL investigators, and apparently he said it went as well as it could have. Which means nothing. I don't, yeah. <laughs> he said he was open and forthcoming about his actions. He probably farted a few times. <sighs> Presented his case well. I don't know if that means what you said. <laughs> uh, he awaits a league decision on discipline, though uh, there's going to be surprised if it comes even before week 12. But yeah. He's had his moment. His two cents. He's had his interview, his investigation, and we were going to see. And it's funny, I didn't have time to load it, Um, but after Jadavia, or not Jadavia, (laughs) Miles Garrett. Oh, my gosh. After that incident, (sighs) we can talk about that in a minute if we want to. After that happened, Antonio Brown tweeted, basically talking to Mason Rudolph 
saying, I got your back. And he tweeted a picture of him when he kicked the punter in oh my the gosh. face. Oh, my God. And that was against the Browns. Oh, Tony Brown. Why would you do that? Because he's an idiot. He's <laughs> flat out idiot. I just don't, I don't understand. understand him at all. But yeah, that's I don't I don't I don't even feel like talking about Antonio Brown anymore. That's how much we've I talked know. about him this year. And we could still have an entire podcast about him, <laughs> and we could use our song parts as the intro. Oh yeah, to that of course show. we could. Oh man, <laughs> but yeah, it's not over. And the other part of that was the person that we're trying to get as our fourth <laughs> Fortnite streaming. Um, he asked me earlier in the day, and he's like, "Hey, what do you think?" will happen with Antonio Brown. Do you think he'll play again next year or after that? And the reason was is he made a bet with his roommate. Oh. $100 bet. Okay. And it basically is if Antonio Brown does not play next year, he wins $100. Okay. So I started breaking it down just a little bit. I was like, man, you know, honestly, right now, until the NFL comes up with their decision and if they find any wrongdoing or whatnot, I feel it's a 50-50 shot right now that he plays again. Yeah, Maybe not next year right away, but I feel like it was a 50-50 shot. And then I kept thinking about it. I was like, <laughs> well, it can't be quite a 50-50 shot because the Steelers aren't going to take him back. Nope. The Raiders aren't going to take him no, back. No, definitely not. Patriots probably aren't going to take him back. I don't know what to think about the Patriots. <laughs> they uh, could. They could do anything. Um, and then who else was in that mix? Um, I forget who else was. Maybe don't... it was just those three. Plus, Buffalo is not going to be in that mix because no. he was rumored to be traded to Buffalo before he went traded to the Raiders, and he's like, screw that. Yep. I'm not going to Buffalo. No. Screw that city. Yeah. So there's at least four teams out there that are out of it. So that's a slightly and that's smaller at, than 50% That's at chance. least. I'm at assuming least. there's plenty of other teams that's like, no, we're not going to do yeah. this. This I, is not where we want to head. He's a great, talented guy. But sometimes talent just doesn't compute with and, NFL. Then <laughs> I thought, what if, because this last week was absolutely just a shit show at wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. I was like... <laughs> I wonder, would that solve our problems as a wide receiver if Antonio Brown? It would, would? help your wide receiver <laughs> core. There's no doubt about it. He's still very talented. There's there's no question. But do you really want that on your team just causing havoc? Trust me, when the Jets had Rex Ryan, there was so much <laughs> havoc on that team. It doesn't matter. We were successful. But it just created this terrible bubble. It did. That... Ended up exploding, and now we're terrible for years to come. And you don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> we look like the Eagles are going to be terrible because we don't. We didn't get in the wide receiver sweepstakes when trade time came around. You didn't, didn't draft. Try to get, you didn't draft Metcalf when you should have. Yeah, JJ Arthega Whiteside. <laughs> I hate saying it like that because it. Oh man, he just he was supposed to be Alshon's backup. Elshon didn't play this yeah, week, yeah. and he had one catch. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's the uh, I don't know. It, it you think that it's maybe coaches just saying you're not ready to go out there? We don't trust you yet, or if he's just not that good. I don't. I 
don't understand. I mean, it makes me think about all the other... <laughs> or is there just not a connection with him and Wentz? That's part is of something... what I was going after yeah. there. I mean, with all the rumors of, you know, the Carson Wentz and some of the guys, they preferred Foles to Wentz and all the stuff mm. in the locker room. He's not a true leader, and he's a whiner, and he gets his way. And I'm like, does this have something to do with it? If that is true, and he just doesn't get along mm. with J-Jaw... And then we're, yeah, he's stuck on the bench. I mean, we're we're playing this last week. Nelson Aguilar, Mac Hollins, J.J. Ortega Whiteside. <laughs> uh, I don't even. It, uh, it was all Ertz and Goddard. Yes, and, it, and when you have them three, it's pretty much all you can do. I mean, Aguilar can be good at times, but. That's dude. At, at times, I that's, am done with Nelson Aguilar. I'm just saying, there's been times there has where been he's times. been he's been very good, and he's been getting receptions Since like crazy. That drop in week three, oh, I believe yeah. it was that should have been a surefire touchdown. He has dropped a ton of balls, yes. and he dropped a possible game tying touchdown this last week on fourth and ten against the Patriots. Sounds like your biggest need is wide receiver. Well, Other than, I mean, you, have, you still have Jeffrey, which is fine. Meh. But he's fine. He's, he's not a number he's one. Fine. He's not a number one. But it's something you can handle as a number two. If you can get a number one, at least you have a good one and two. Yes. Your third needs to be better. Well, that's by, what Goddard and Ertz are for. Yeah, but you still need a third wide receiver that is better than Aguilar. Yeah. You'd have to. That was supposed to be Deshaun Jackson. Well, that, see, that's the thing. He's not really. Well, he's a third, but he's not. Well, we just a traditional have third. The role players. We weren't. We didn't even have a number one wide receiver on this team before the season started, and I was extremely happy with what we had going into the season. Yeah, I agree. We had Alshon Jeffrey, like who can battle for any ball that's in the air. Yeah. We had Deshaun Jackson, who can still fly past everybody in the league. He showed that in Week One. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. This is going to be great. And we had Nelson Aguilar, who was a great compliment. He is a good run-after-the-catch guy. And then we had J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who was supposed to be that up-and-comer who would replace guys and be a red zone threat. Mm-hmm. And both tight ends, who were both red zone threats. We were supposed to have four red zone threats. We're down to, like, two. You have Ertz and Goddard. Ertz isn't even getting in the end he's zone still that a much. Threat. He's still a of threat. Of course, he's still a threat. But it's not... That kind of end zone threat, yeah. like Goddard can box out and Jeffrey can box out. Yeah, I just I don't get it. It was horrible, but not as horrible as Miles Garrett. <sighs> that that this the whole thing has been ridiculous with him. Now, I will say, I believe Mason Rudolph should get suspended to a certain extent. I don't know how long, but. He should be suspended. I don't think he will be. He won't be. And I think that's, first of all, a disgrace. Yes. He's, he had parts to do with this. Nothing is more disgraceful than what I saw out of no. Miles Garrett. And and that's the thing that I've been seeing all the arguing online is they're trying to make it opposite ends of each other. Like, oh, well, Mason Rudolph didn't, you know, hit him over the head with a helmet. He didn't deserve to. No, he didn't get deserve to get hit over the head with the helmet. He doesn't. Nobody deserves no. that. But Mason Rudolph is a jackass. He's not the nicest person in the world. I will say that. He 
deserves to be suspended for at least a game. Miles Garrett, to me, should not ever touch an NFL field again. If you no. cannot control yourself, I don't care what somebody says, what somebody does, how they punch you, try to rip your helmet off. You don't. I, I'm first. I'm fine with him ripping his helmet off. Yeah, whatever. I don't like it. It's not great. I'm fine with it. The moment you take that helmet and use it as a weapon mm-hmm. is when you have a problem. And I, I'm glad he apologized for it. It doesn't mean a whole lot. No. But he he should not play again in the league. If no, the league, and I tweeted this out, if the league was actually serious about player safety and absolutely. serious about not having these kinds of fights in the league, Miles Garrett should be banned from football yes. for life. Yep. There is no other way around that. If that if that was the crown of the helmet and not the part that you put on your head, it could have seriously damaged or killed even. It could have possibly and, killed and, Mason Rudolph. And that would have been... He and he would be he would have well, been hundred percent charged. In that he would case. have been in jail. He would then. be in jail. No. And I don't know what's going to happen legally with him right now. But nothing because Mason Rudolph has said he's not going to press charges. Okay. Now I don't think it should be up to Mason Rudolph if the league says if there's video evidence of somebody going crazy. I don't care what the weapon is or what the sport is or what the time right. frame is. It, the guy needs to be punished more than just you can't play football. And indefinitely for the rest of this, one season where season. there's really no hope that the Browns yeah. are going to make the playoffs, it doesn't mean anything. If it's not all of next season or half of next season it as needs, well. For me, it needs to be all of next season, at least. I would love to see Without him. pay, too. I mean, yeah. he's not getting paid for the of rest course. of this season. Of course. But it, it should send a signal to the rest of the people in the league. Not that they shouldn't already know. They're all adults, and they should all realize that doing anything like that is stupid and right. not necessary. And again, I'm fine with him getting ticked off. That's yes. not the problem. You can get ticked off easily, especially when somebody's saying something to you about your mom or whatever it is, your right. girlfriend, um, and they're kicking you, they're punching you they're doing whatever it is you can get ticked off you can rip somebody's helmet off you can throw the helmet like wow what was that the saints player way back in the oh, day that was a long time i ago. can't remember he had longer blonde hair yeah and i remember that he always caused some kind of just, havoc he yeah. just threw the helmet ridiculous and it was cool <laughs> it was funny and that's fine as long as you don't throw it or use it as a weapon yeah and that's the problem here with miles garrett and I even had a friend who was trying to defend him, and I'm just like, "You can't defend this." And, he, and then eventually he said, "Yes, okay, I understand. It, you shouldn't. He shouldn't have done this at all." But he was just on the Mason Rudolph. He's a jerk, Ugh. and I was like, "Yes, he's a jerk. I'm not denying that." But what he did is a fight on the field. Mm-hmm. What Garrett did was way beyond that. Right. Yeah, I mean, we could talk for hours about this, and yeah. people have been talking about it since Thursday. Since, yeah, they're still talking I mean, about it. Well, we were playing Fortnite streaming. <laughs> I went to bed before it happened. <laughs> yeah, we got done, and I switched it off after I knew the Browns weren't going to come back. There was right. like a minute or something left. I was like, all right, done watching. Mm-hmm. Don't care. And then all of a sudden, I believe it was it was network came on. He's like, "Hey, you see what happened with Miles Garrett? What's going on?" I'm looking. I'm like, "Where are these highlights coming from?" I was like, "Oh my goodness, Tyreek Hill is headed to the locker room with an injury right now." 
What? <laughs> God, Andrew, this would, is ridiculous. <laughs> I thought I would throw that in there. Like, wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, it's what it's live said. updates. Now I gotta check the league and make sure I'm not gonna lose. <laughs> well, you still got somebody else. You still got Melvin Gordon. Yeah, or something and that, that should you, still but... be okay to get six points out of Melvin Gordon. But you never know. I don't know if he got anything before that. Let me go check the uh, <laughs> the box scores right quick. Is three nothing Chargers at the end of the first quarter, or almost the end of the first quarter. Um, Patrick Holmes scrambles for twenty four yards, and another player was injured during that play, but it was not Mahomes. Tyreek has nothing at the moment. Melvin oh, Gordon has three point seven, so I just need okay. I need like three more points. Uh, Eckler's already got two for forty. Yeah. Uh, nothing out of Travis Kelsey, which is good and bad everywhere <laughs> around. I hate this time of year rooting for and yeah. against the same exact player. Um, Keenan Allen, two for 10. Austin Eckler, I said two for 40. Uh, not much going on for the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Patrick Mahomes is suddenly not a superhero anymore. He's... He's still great. I mean, as far as fantasy football goes, he's getting plenty of points. Right. But when it comes to actual football, he's he's still good. He's still good. He's still good. I, I'm sorry. You're going to have to convince me more <laughs> that he's not. All right. One more topic, and we'll be done with our NFL-only conversations. I had to bring this one up because this is something that is I've hated. Um the London games and the Thursday mm. night games, I can't stand. Yes, yeah. it's great to have football more than one or two days a week. Right. But those London games that are early screws I'm still us up still not used to it. I'm still not game. used to it. Every single time I'm just like, oh, I'll wake up a little later and all of a sudden, why does, what's his face have points? And, and I don't need points. What's a London game? They've confused us even more because some of those London games have been 12, and then you forget that they play London <laughs> games, and then the next week it's yeah. an 8 a.m. game. Right. You're like, well, what is going on? Well, anyway, teams who have played in London this season are 0-8 in their next game. That's, that's pretty telling. That's unacceptable. To me, that's all you need. That's all the proof you have to have. Yeah. There, there should be not that much traveling. It's already taxing on players to go from East Coast to West Coast. Yep. We have seen it when teams what, have a stretch on outs, the other side. Outside of the Jaguars, what is the attendance when there's teams going to London? Well, the attendance is great, but they're okay. just there because I, I should I should say it differently then. What is the – there's no real way to know this. No. But what's the attendance of – actual fans of that team that's yeah. that's the problem i think where i'm gonna have here unless london absolutely loves football eh. all of a sudden instead eh. of football eh. which is a that's not how you say it i'm sure <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you say it in london but uh, i'm not it, sure if they call it soccer just, over there or not i don't know i don't know I don't is know. it soccer never thought about it because i don't really care about soccer i think it's i think it's football and they just say American football. That's good. Very I don't cool. know. It's possible. You can, somebody correct us, please. Yeah, somebody <laughs> out there correct us. Um, yeah, I guess that's going to do it for us uh, for this first one. We'll have some uh, more in-depth opinions on some things because sure. it seems like every week There's something, something's yeah. going on. Next week there'll be another crappy OPI, and we can talk about that one. <laughs> so... That's going to be it for us. If you are listening to us outside of fantasy football and you were into fantasy football, we do do fantasy football. Yeah, of course. At 
fantasyfuelpodcast.com or you can just search Fantasy Fuel anywhere you get your podcasts. We are also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fantasyfuel. We are there, and we also stream. We've been streaming a lot of Fortnite lately, <laughs> getting into that. So, yeah, we are we are all over the place now. We're trying we're to everywhere. get our feet wet in lots of <laughs> different places. Is that what that is? Uh, My feet are so wet, I don't know what's going on. Is your basement leaking? <laughs> We're in a studio, not a basement. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's yeah, wrong with you? Is the studio leaking? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. And I don't think I said it in the other podcast because no, I didn't, didn't feel like we were over yet. <laughs> don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy and NFL season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't work quite as well. Thank you.